1: Play for free at luckylandslots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.
0: This is Colin McGuigan for IFL TV, proudly sponsored by Everlast. I think you're wearing the same outfit that I seen you in the other night, Tom Hardy. How are you feeling? Good? It's,
1: it's different, mate. I changed the t shirt. It's a different oh. t shirt, but the rest of the I'm outfit poor, is it's the it's same. Fine. And to be honest, I'm away for two weeks and I just, I'm useless at packing. So I literally wear the same thing. Is that alright?
0: Sorry, but right we excited the same, so it's fine. Don't worry. Thanks. Um, I want to touch on last week. Is it fair to say that it was disappointing in New Orleans in terms of in terms of the whole event, not what you'd hoped for?
1: Yeah, look, the the reality is when you're doing forty odd shows a year, sometimes they just don't gel. Um, you know, pro-gray Zarilla, you know, Zarilla had a great fight um, against Barboza. We thought we thought he'd come to fight. I think he's ruined his career with that performance, It's the reality as well. Um, so yeah, look, the main event left something to be, you know, to inspire you, didn't it? Uh, Giyasov maybe wasn't the most entertaining, the Rambler Alley fight, although it didn't go the way, she showed a lot of heart, and a, that was a brilliant fight. Um, the fight just prior to that, the local fight, end, ended in, it was, it was entertaining. But yeah, look, sometimes it doesn't always gel. That's the reality of it. You can make some of the best cards. you can book some of the best fighters together, Sometimes it that happens. That's life. You know, that's sport. Um, but we move on. We got a massive week this weekend in New York. Edgar Belanga makes his matchroom debut. So you know, that's the joy of doing shows every every week is you can improve it the next week.
0: Let's touch on Grey first. Is it likely that we see Gray and Devin Haney next? Have talks begun for that?
1: Yeah. Look, I think you know you saw Bill Haney there. Seen a lot of messages online around the fact that that's the fight Devin Haney wants um and you know look the other thing is with sometimes with a performance like that it helps make those types of fights because devon haney will look at that game that's the fight i want i want to take regis at 140 pound win another world title you know obviously i believe regis progray in against the best will show you know his ability devon haney's a tremendous fighter as well but sometimes those kind of performances do help make those fights happen because you know He'll look at that and go, I can beat him. But yeah, that's definitely a discussion that's happening. Um, as, uh, I think, the Haneys are coming in again this week to the New York show, so let's see. It would be a, it would be a massive fight.
0: Will Devon Haney be here this week too?
1: I think possibly, possibly. I th- definitely Bill. I think, I think Devon will be here as well. Uh, so I look forward to catching up with
0: him. Berlanga Quigley, Madison Square Garden. This is Edgar Berlanga's matchroom debut. What can we expect from Edgar Berlanga? And does it have to be a, a dominating, explosive performance from him?
1: Yeah, look, I think, it, like you say, it has to be dominating and explosive. He needs to go in there and show why he deserves to be at the top of that division, you know, and going in there against the best, the best guys in the division. He wants the biggest fights. Um, you know, everyone knows about his career and what he did, you know, knocking people out left, right and centre in the early rounds. And then I think he had a bit of a tougher fight in his last one out. Um, but look, he's a, he's a tremendous fighter. He's got a lot of skill, and we're delighted we got, you know, we signed Edgar Blanger. I believe you're going to see a tremendous performance on Saturday. He's back with his old trainer, who he started out with. Um, yeah, and I think you're going to see a, a, a brilliant fighter. I think he's got huge potential. You know, he's a big star as well. He has a massive following, celebrity following. We have sold out arena come Saturday night as well. So, yeah, looking forward to getting started. And then the aim from here, is to make those big fights.
0: To talk about making those big fights. He wants Canelo. He wants Canelo or Charlo. It looks like Canelo Charlo's done next. What have you heard about that?
1: Yeah, but I've seen the same as you would have seen the, the internet rumours um, get about Canelo Charlo. They're saying September sixteenth. I'm not sure if it is that date because I think the UFC are doing a show that date as well. Um, but let, let's see. You know, it's a it's an interesting fight. People are going to be very intrigued by it. Um, so let's see. Let's see if that happens. You know. Like I said the other night we'd love to continue working with Canelo, we've had some great nights with him and I'm sure we will in the future. Is that Berlanga-Canelo fight definitely a possibility probably next year then? Yeah, possibly. Look, Berlanga's got to show a big performance. In order to get that fight he's got to come out there and get a big win. Um, and if he if he has an exciting performance against Jason Quigley then that you know that, that's just round the corner. So I can definitely see that happening in 2024.
0: I want to touch on Saturday. Victor Conte tweeted to say that there was no drug testing for
1: Pro Grisarilla. Can you confirm or deny that? Well, look, there's always tr- drug testing, especially with the WBC fights, because you've got the WBC Clean Boxing Program, which is a drug testing, you know, uh, procedure which is administered by VADA. Uh That's 365 days a year. Anyone who's um, fighting for a WBC title or in the WBC rankings is enrolled to it. So, you know, that that should answer. Uh, his question. I'm not sure why he's got such a hard on for us about it, but yeah, hopefully that answers his question.
0: We'll move on to uh, the Dillian White rumours that he's asked for 10 million. There's a seven million gap. You've offered him three. Is there any truth to that?
1: Let's uh, look. He's um, he has a, a value he sets upon himself. I'm not saying it's 10 million, but you know. We don't feel that fight's likely for August, um, and you know a lot of the time it comes comes down to finances. But uh, it's not for me to you know. It would be a great fight to make, um, but everyone has their own set value, so that's that's all I'd say.
0: What's the the likely fight to make then if that is not the one that we'll see in August for Anthony Joshua?
1: We're working through a few options now. We're working through a few names, going back and forth with the team, select, looking to select the right type of opponent as well that makes sense for AJ. Bearing in mind the very likely Deontay Wilder fight that's going to come around in December so we're going through that process now and hopefully have some news soon later this week for August 12th. So is it likely
0: that we'll get that announcement this week, this fight week?
1: I'd hope so, I'd hope so in the next, you know, either this week or start of next week. Yeah, that's the plan and looking to put on a huge card at the O2 on August 12th.
0: We've seen a bit of back and forth with Simon Jordan and Eddie. Um, on the comments on Ben Eubank. Simon kind of went in again on Talksport and had a lot to say about that. Any more comments about Simon Jordan and this whole Ben Eubank fiasco?
1: I love Simon Jordan, great guy. Uh, I'm not going to say anything more negative about him apart from the fact he's a hypocrite and only puts it on certain people but doesn't seem to put it on Frank Warren or Ben Shalom. But apart from that, good luck Simon Jordan. Enjoy your show.
0: On Ben Shalom, he done an interview yesterday but he also I think he may have tweeted out that Eubank Smith is next, and he, he's not sure about the Eubank Ben rumors. Have you any comment to make on
1: that? Uh, he says a lot of things that aren't necessarily true. So, look, the Eubank Smith fight is still a potential fight for sure. I don't represent Chris Eubank, but obviously, discussing the potential of the Eubank Ben fight. But yeah, I, I, I take everything he says with a pinch of salt.
0: Seen some comments last week. I mean, or sorry, Oscar De La Hoya. Um, and yourself, you had a little bit of a pop at Oscar on Saturday night, unlike you Frank, but we've also seen the rumor that Jaime Munguia and Ryder's possible next. Charlie Sims was talking about that on an interview. Does that make it tough for you to make that fight because of the the Oscar comments, or is it easy enough because you're both on the same platform?
1: Uh, No, I don't think you should make it tough. You know, I I messaged Eric Gomez about it last week and said, look, that fight, that would be a great fight for Munguia obviously coming off the back of the Derebenchenko win. you know as you say both being on the same platform hopefully that makes it easier look how many things have been said about people in the past fights still get made is the reality it, oscar hasn't liked or has said things about eddie for years we still make fights um and you know you, you have to look at the wider teams involved as well it's not just necessarily about the front men of these business or you know it's, it's about the teams who work together you know, we have great relationships with almost every promoter out there in some way at all different levels, whether it's our media teams, whether it's our matchmakers, you know, the, the boxing side of the business, we, we work together. So, you know, I think sometimes characters coming together can make it a bit more difficult, but there's always people in a team who, you know, a lot of the time we just want to make fights that make sense. And if they make sense for our fighters, their fighters, then I believe it can get done regardless of all the, the you know, the, the rubbish around it.
0: Where and when can we see gear against Ryder?
1: Uh, look, it's early days. I I've, I've sort of sent a message, waiting to hear back. Uh, Eric Gomez said he'd follow up with the team, um, waiting to get some feedback from him. I think it's a brilliant fight. We saw what John Ryder went in and did against Canelo, showed so much heart. Um, and I think it's a perfect fight. You know, he built a massive fan base off the back of that performance, showing, because that's what you know the Mexican fans loved is that someone went in there and he gave it, the, gave it his all. And uh, so many fighters in that position would have, you know, would have quite easily quit. But John Ryder didn't have that in him. And uh, I think you know, if we can make that fight, it's a brilliant fight. Hopefully the the later part of the year, you know, October, November time.
0: Is it true that Jermaine Franklin has one more fight left on a room deal?
1: Yeah, he might actually have two. I need to double check. I think he may have two. Um, we're just working with speaking to them at the minute about when that next one is. But yeah, hopefully some news soon.
0: Would he be a likely opponent down the line for the likes of Fabio Wardley, potentially?
1: Yeah, possibly. Look, Jermaine Franklin's built a name for himself now off the back of the Dillian White and AJ fights, he's shown how tough he is and um, I'm sure a lot of heavyweights want to go in there and see if they can better the performances that Dillian and AJ had against him.
0: 2nd of September you're doing a show in the UK, where will that show be?
1: Um, We're looking at it now, there's also potential of the Joyce Zhang fight falling on that date so we may look to move the date a little bit, look we're always cautious of clashes like I say, sometimes it can't be avoided but you know at certain points if uh, if we've got long enough time frames we can look at what we do there's old parsons dressed up for the day
0: <coughs> sandy ryan jessica mccaskill agreed terms when and where will that fight land
1: probably looking around september time in on one of our shows we're working on a full schedule now you know until the end of december we're planning on it planning it putting the plans together with the zone currently so that will fall on one of those shows in the sort of september period i'd say roughly um but a great fight uh you know jessica mccaskill obviously been in the game for a long time, you know, and uh, had some great performances. But Sandy Ryan, I think she's a tr- tremendous fighter and got a massive future. So, a, b- a big fight to get over the line. I'm
0: going to ask you some different type of questions here. You consider yourself the best in the game at Matchroom, Maybe rightfully not. or wrongfully. So that as a business, you th- you feel that you're unrivalled really out there. In terms of what you do at Matchroom, what needs the most improvement in the business?
1: I think every Element of our business can always use improvement. We always thrive to improve, and that's what that's what we're lucky with. Really, is every week we get to do shows all around the world, and every week we get to improve upon the mistakes of the week before. And every week I walk out and go, "Yeah, this is good," or "This is bad," you know. Like, but um, you know, we're not we don't get complacent in anything we do in any part of our business. It's literally 24/7, and always has been, and always will be until the day that I'm not involved in boxing. You know, that that's led by. The way Barry's run a business, then Eddie, and you know, I've got the same mentality as well. So, you know, I believe we're unrivaled on a global scale of what we're doing in boxing. But I believe there can always be improvements made, whether that be the content side, the boxing side, the relationship. You know, it's uh, it's constantly evolving and developing, and that's what every business needs.
0: Is there pressure from the zone for Matchroom to put pay-per-view events on in the UK?
1: Oh, look, there's not direct pressure. They want if, if the right fights present themselves that are pay per view, obviously the zone are interested. They've shown that they've got a great platform that works and can deliver massive numbers on pay per view um, and will continue to do that over the years. So, you know, it's not they don't they're not ringing the phone down saying you must do XYZ. They want the right fights that work for pay per viewers at the same time, they want the best fights as well for their subscription platform. Um, so, that's you know, we're constantly discussing. We have a a real strong open dialogue with the zone you know almost weekly going through schedules and that's like I say we're working on a long-term schedule because we want to deliver value for our subscribers on an annual basis um so you know that's we're in a good we're in a good place and uh we'll continue to be so and always looking we will always look to stage the best pay-per-view fights of course um but at the same time it's about the overall product products as well and delivering the best schedule any more on new bank ben are we close to a definitive announcement on a date and venue. Still ongoing you know um, talks are still ongoing it's, it's not again it's not done there is still a chance that it could be Eubank against Smith that's what you know like but it's not set in no but by no means it could be another fight you know, Smith has come out as well and said if I, if I don't do this I'm gonna do something else so I think they've all got options um, but I think the clearest and, uh, and sort of Biggest fight out there is you make men. It's the fight people want to see, um, you know, and it's uh, that's our aim to make that happen. As I said the other day, I've worked on it for nearly a year now, uh, yeah. so I bloody hope it happens because uh, I'm not going to get that year back.
0: Saudi in December. What kind of date are we looking at in December, and and you know, do we have any idea on a pay per view price for that? Because obviously it does depend. The Fury six on the same bill, right?
1: Yeah, look, it, it, if. They deliver Fury, Usyk, and AJ against Wilder. You know, I, I, I'm not sure what the pay-per-view price will be. I'm not sure what the pay-per-view price will be anyway. You know, essentially the the uh, Skill Challenge would operate and own the broadcast rights like they did last time. Um, I don't think we're at that point now of setting pay-per-view buys just yet, Pay-per-view prices just yet. You know, discussions are ongoing. It's a massive. It's a massive show if it can be delivered. Um, and working on that for a date in December to be confirmed. But hopefully in the next couple of weeks we'll get some clarity on it. But it's definitely 100% our aim to make the Wilder fight for December.
0: Final one from me, Mauricio Lara, what's the options next for him? Is there anything that you're thinking of at the moment?
1: Yeah, look, we spoke to, I've actually got a call with his manager today. Um, he wants to come back at 126 pounds. And I know, obviously didn't make a weight, but he wants to come get, come back there, potentially look at a Mexico fight. You know, another one that we've raised is possibly the Cordina fight. So let's see. But look, he's always an entertaining fight. So he always will be an entertaining fight. So I look forward to, you know, I look forward to whatever his next moves are. Frank, thanks for your time. Really appreciate it, man. Thank you, Colin McGuigan.
0: Sports Social Podcast Network